Hey guys, welcome back to Intentional Queen Podcast with your host Janine. I'm so very, very happy to be doing another episode with you guys. I got a rave review on Meekness in the Storm, so I'm so glad it was able to bless um, the women who reached out to me to let me know. So today, what I want to talk to you guys about is intentional vulnerability, taking that mask off. So I did a word study, if you will on vulnerability and it says it's a state of exposure to everyone and everything for a potential risk of harm or physical mental attack so Brene Brown is a new um upcoming person that you'll read Oprah had her on her show she also has been on TED Talks and Brene Brown came up with a book called Dare Greatly And one of the biggest things that she's been talking about is like vulnerability in life and then just exposing yourself. So for me, this podcast is my sense of vulnerability. I was just out with a friend earlier today. I was letting her know I'm doing this podcast, girl. I'm nervous. And she was like, it's never going to be perfect. You just got to get out there. If you know that this is supposed to reach women, just do it. So this is my vulnerable moment to you guys that I'm letting you know that I'm stepping into my new truth of trying to do new things and help women along the way. So Brene Brown, her definition of vulnerability is to let go of who you think you're supposed to be and be who you are. You're daring greatly because courage to be vulnerable is to show up and be seen, to ask for what you need, to talk about how you're feeling and have that hard conversation. So as we dive more into this podcast today, We're going to talk about the intentional vulnerability, unmasking yourself as a woman and letting yourself be seen. And how can we be more vulnerable and show up in life? Talking about Brene Brown, that was her definition, her story. And she goes on the TED Talk. She says, well, now I'm going to just expose about her life, um, about her mission And then she goes on to share how people responded to her later, meaning the comments and the things on social media after she had just laid her heart down on the TED Talk. She went and saw the reviews and people were being so mean. They were just talking about her kids and about her weight and how she looked and all those things. But at the moment when she was being vulnerable in front of those set of people, she thought it was good. And then later to hear how it was impacted on the flip side, but she did not let that stop her she continued her journey and then that's kind of how Darren greatly became available and that's how she birthed that of how to have restoration and how to just step forth despite what you're walking into as the unknown let's dig into enemies and haters because when you become vulnerable best believe that's going to happen being in some of my storms Oh, I had them, but I was struggling because I was letting their noise affect me from moving forward into things because I was nervous of how I would be received or perceived. That one lady that said in my episode on meekness in the storm, she saw me later and she was like, hey, I have this song I need you to listen to. And it's called Surrounded. This is how I fight my battles. I looked it up on Spotify and I YouTubed it. And it comes up in multiple different um, people singing the song. But some of the lyrics talk about how you fight your battle and how you lay it down to God and how it may look like I'm surrounded, 
but I'm surrounded by you speaking of God. And what I did is that song marinated with me many days, sometimes I listen to about four or five times just to kind of get my mind off of what was really going on and not allowing the presence or the fear or whatever it was holding me back to stop me from moving forward because sometimes you have to just faith it and just do it despite what the unknown is. Being vulnerable once you know your mission and your vision, it's hard. I pray for discernment. So digging more into vulnerability and enemies and haters, pretty much you have to dare to be different. Sometimes you'll have the Judas spirit, talking about Judas from the Bible, and God to just move people out of your life because they brought in that deceitful or that um, mean spirit that you don't need. Some people are going to get upset with you. They're going to slander you. But you have to know who you are. You have to know your character. You have to remain humble. In Hebrews 1.13 in the Bible, it says, God will use your enemies as footstools. But sometimes you might even have to pray your enemies through. So you still have to love them. You should still walk in love. Everything happens in God's timing, but you still have to remain meekness in your spirit during your times of trials. If they hated on Jesus, what makes you think they not going to hate on you? You have to thank your haters because they're actually moving you up and moving you on to greater things because they are the catalyst that helped you be replanted into a new place in your life. Your enemies can turn around and get you blessed because they bring on more favor and it creates that crushing. And the word crushing is very huge when you think about T.D. Jakes. He has a book and I read that book. We'll dig a little bit into that. T.D. Jakes, he does a book on crushing and planting. I have another friend uh, when I was just going through the recent storm, as you could tell from the episodes that the recent storm really did take me over, but it didn't take me under. And she sent me this little clip from T.D. Jakes and he was sitting next to another pastor and he was talking about his book Crushing. But he said, between the fruit, there's always the knife. Between two fruit is always a knife. And what happens is when you have an apple, for instance, and you cut it down the middle, you have to have a knife down the middle. You went from one apple to having two slices or two pieces of an apple, but the knife, it was very sharp. It cut through. And sometimes when you're being crushed or you're being pruned or you're being planted, it's so you can have more. So a rose bush he talks about, you have to prune it back so that you get the dead foliage off of it to make the flowers be more beautiful the next season. So in this season, I was pruned. And I'm telling you, a knife hurts. It's painful. It's sharp. But guess what? It will heal up, but it will produce more fruit and you will become fruitful. The biggest lesson I learned in vulnerability, but also as in trying to bear more fruit is sowing good seed. And I used to be stuck on sowing seed in certain areas and expecting a harvest. But the reality is 
you can reap the harvest, not necessarily where you sowed your seed. For instance, if you sow your seed in one place and you're expecting a harvest in that place, that doesn't mean anything. You will reap what you sow, but not necessarily where you sow. And I'm learning that now that I was vesting in the people and things and time and energy and all those different things. But God blessed me in a different area. He replanted me. He removed certain people and situations out of my life that at the time I couldn't believe that I wasn't supposed to be there. I was, I belong there. I'm supposed to be there. And he's like, no, you need to be moved. But it took the catalyst of the enemies to help me understand that I need to be moved. The disciples that God had, he had 12, but when he went up on the mountaintop, he only took three. So the point that I'm saying is you can still be around people that love you, but sometimes they're not meant to be on the mission, which you're supposed to have a different group or a mini group of people. And so when he replanted me, it hurt, but it became my season of preparation and leading into comfort. Plants, when you sow a seed, you sow it into the dirt, okay? It's dirty and it's dirty, but God washes you. But if you really know how a seed grows, it grows downward and makes roots before you see it sprout up through the top. So he has to really get down in you and make you dirty and purify all those things off of you and make you the best person you can be. Because guess what? When you're focusing on other people and their issues and their problems, but you're not looking inward and getting yourself together, God's going to humble that all up. And what I said is he humbled me all up. I was molded and morphed into a power rager and I was just like well god this is just hurting it's just hurting you to cut me all up prune me all back you know I'm, I'm feeling kind of bare out here and then he started sending me people that weren't the people that I was used to sending and then he started watering me but the funny thing of all is the outsiders meaning co-workers um regular people they didn't even know that I was in one of my biggest storms. I still was going to work smiling. I still had things going, but when I was coming home, I mean, I was in a soil, nice and dirty, pruned back, making new roots. And then now from the vulnerability that you're hearing right now on my voice is me sprouting my flowers, me showing you that it's gonna be that season of discomfort, but it's only to make you more fruitful in the end. It takes endurance, okay? Endurance. This is a funny joke my family knows. Um, I don't like to run. In high school, I did track for a little bit. I said, lady, you want me to run up here? Do this, do that? Oh, I don't run. That's too much work. But really, life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It takes endurance. That goes to show back in my high school years when I was attempting to run track for those few months, don't judge me, that I didn't have the endurance and the strength. But this storm, oh yes, yes, I was definitely on a marathon. And I felt like towards the middle and end, I was being tripped, I was dehydrated, I was folded. And I, I, I had scabs and bruises, but I was like, I'm gonna get to this finish line now. I'm going, I'm gonna get where I need to get. I say that to say it takes endurance and endurance is hard. It takes patience. It takes being humble when you don't even want to be humble. It takes not seeking revenge when you want to take revenge. It takes 
courage and vulnerability to accept where you are. But more than anything, love yourself more than anybody can love you. Because at the end of the day, ain't nobody going to love you like you love yourself. And when you exude that you love yourself, other people can start to see you through that lens. Pruning. I told you about that knife. Bearing good fruit and sowing seeds. He also talked, talking about T.D. Jakes, grapes into wine. He says that grapes are fragile. Like if you get the red conquer grapes or whatever have you, they're fragile. But in wine, you know, grapes are crushed up, right? And then they're made into fine wines, but you can't put old wine into new skins. You have to um, change it, change the person, change within. God sometimes creates pressure to crush the grapes, pressure in your life, but he doesn't want you to stay in the crushing. He wants you to become that fine wine. So sometimes you have to get out of the grape mindset and get in a wine mindset, but don't be stuck in the transition of going between grape to wine, which is the crushing. Crushing hurts. Crushing is your catalyst. But guess what? That wine is so much better, but going through the process is where I'm talking about endurance comes into play and that you have to stand firm on that and just run your race. You have to know that you are enough because you are enough and you have to know your self-worth. I say those words out loud because I'm speaking to myself as well. Because sometimes you don't even realize when people are sucking that part away from you and you start to change your own lens of your own self. But when you really get a better relationship with God and you know what God says about you, you begin to know that what he say about you is more important than what anybody else can say about you. Because you are love, you are special. It's kind of funny because... Me and my son, we do prayers. He's a toddler and I've been through some storms with him, with his health and um, a major thing that happened when he was small. And so I'm very big on praying with him now that he can talk and do all those things. And the first thing that I say to him is, you are loved, you are smart, you are a child of God and you are covered by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus name, amen. And then I say, please pray for all our family and friends in Jesus name. Amen. And I say this on the podcast because it's funny that if I forget to say that to him, he's going to tell me. And now he prays for other people and he's a toddler and he calls them his prayers, which it is. And it shows me that people are watching. My, my son is watching me. Um, he's learning from me. And so we have to also be mindful as women that our children are watching and they're learning and they're imitating us. So if we're not good, then and potentially we could be harming them because then they're not good. So just make sure that you are doing your best because our kids are watching. People are watching. Tyler Perry, he went through a lot of pruning in his life for the people who don't know him from trying to get his plays up and running. Now he's doing movies and this and that and the Medea and all that stuff. 
And he talked about how he was homeless, but he also talked about his life when he was a child and about the pain that it takes for foundation. And nobody wants to talk about the foundation. Nobody sees the foundation that is built when you're making a house, but therefore the foundation is what keeps your house from crumbling. And so sometimes you have to go back and repair the foundation to make sure that your structure or your life or whatever you want to relate it to is standing on firm ground. Tyler Perry goes on to say, don't change one brush stroke on your canvas because someone doesn't like what you paint. I thought that was awesome because people change who they are because people don't like what they're doing. Well, it's really not up to them. If you like what you're doing and you're doing something in good faith and you're doing it in good measure and God's called you to it, don't change what you're doing just because it's, it's offending or affecting somebody else. That's their issue, not your issue. Check out Brene Brown's book, Dare Greatly. It was recommended to me. It's a good read. T.D. Jake's Crushing. That's also an awesome book. Hebrews 1.13 already brought that up. That's the one that talks about your enemies can be used as footstools. So you use them as a catalyst to help you to do better. The song Surrounded Fight My Battles and also the same people who do that song. They have a song called Defender. Those are two awesome songs that I still add into my worship um, playlist because they help me overcome. My intentional queens, I pray that you guys dare greatly. You be brave. You be vulnerable. You let your enemies get you blessed. You be better, not bitter. And you move out of your comfort zone into your calling and your blessing. I want you to love yourself. I want you to know your self-worth. And at the end of the day, I want you to continue to level up your IQ to a better you because we're trying to create an intentional queen movement out here. I want to thank you, ladies. I want to see you at the next podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Intentional Queen Journey. Subscribe to the podcast. Please give me comments, concerns, even feedback for more show ideas. Later, I'm going to have some interviews coming up with some of my friends and some of Uh, people on self-care. We're going to try to have my finance friend come. So I got some more tips and things coming up because people started asking me what more things are going to come up that we're going to discuss. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and be sure, like I said, to share with your friends. And as always, ladies, stay leveled up and I'll see you on my next episode. (laughs) 